0: Hello friends, it's October 10th, that is 10-10. Welcome to the One Year Bible Tour Guide podcast, where we encourage your reading and reflection upon every passage of Scripture from Genesis to Revelation. My name is David McAdam, pastor and Bible teacher at New Life Community Church in Concord, Massachusetts, and I am happy to serve as your host, where we treasure God's Word together even books that expose evil and promise judgment, such as the book of Jeremiah, which we are continuing to read today. We also are reading in the New Testament about the relationship that a disciple-maker, like the Apostle Paul, had with the church he planted in Thessalonica and with his fellow workers, such as Timothy. So let's get started on our Bible reading excursion from the one-year Bible reading plan by going to where we left off yesterday, starting from Jeremiah chapter 14, verse 11, and we will read through to chapter 16 and then highlight important points that you won't want to miss. So here we go, Jeremiah chapter 14, verse 11. The Lord said to me, Do not pray for the welfare of this people. Though they fast, I will not hear their cry. And though they offer burnt offering and grain offering, I will not accept them. But I will consume them by the sword, by famine, and by pestilence. Then I said, Ah, Lord God, behold, the prophets say to them, You shall not see the sword, nor shall you have famine, but I will give you assured peace in this place. And the Lord said to me, The prophets are prophesying lies in my name. I did not send them, nor did I command them or speak to them. They are prophesying to you a lying vision, worthless divination, and the deceit of their own minds. Therefore thus says the Lord concerning the prophets who prophesy in my name, although I did not send them, and who say, Sword and famine shall not come upon this land. By sword and famine those prophets shall be consumed, and the people to whom they prophesy shall be cast out in the streets of Jerusalem, victims of famine and sword, with none to bury them, them, their wives, their sons, and their daughters, for I will pour out their evil upon them. You shall say to them this word, Let my eyes run down with tears night and day, and let them not cease, for the virgin daughter of my people is shattered with a great wound, with a very grievous blow. If I go out into the field, behold those pierced by the sword, and if I enter the city, behold the diseases of famine, for both prophet and priest ply their trade through the land and have no knowledge." Have you utterly rejected Judah? Does your soul loathe Zion? Why have you struck us down, so that there is no healing for us? We looked for peace, but no good came, for a time of healing, but, behold, terror. We acknowledge our wickedness, O Lord, and the iniquity of our fathers, for we have sinned against you. Do not spurn us for your name's sake, do not dishonour your glorious throne. Remember and do not break your covenant with us. Are there any among the false gods of the nations that can bring rain? Or can the heavens give showers? Are you not he, O Lord our God? We set our hope on you, for you do all these things. Chapter 15, and the ESV titles this, The Lord Will Not Relent. Then the Lord said to me, Though Moses and Samuel stood before me, Yet my heart would not turn toward this people. Send them out of my sight, and let them go. And when they ask you, Where shall we go? You shall say to them, Thus says the Lord, Those who are for pestilence to pestilence, and those who are for the sword to the sword, those who are for famine to famine, and those who are for captivity to captivity. I will appoint over them four kinds of destroyers, declares the Lord the sword to kill, the dogs to tear, and the birds of the air and the beasts of the earth to devour and destroy. And I will make them a horror to all the kingdoms of the earth because of what Manasseh, the son of Hezekiah, king of Judah, did to Jerusalem. Who will have pity on you, O Jerusalem, or who will grieve for you? Who will turn aside to ask about your welfare? You have rejected me, declares the Lord. You keep going backward, so I have stretched out my hand against you and destroyed you; I am weary of relenting. I have winnowed them with a winnowing fork in the gates of the land; I have bereaved them; I have destroyed my people; they did not turn from their ways. I have made their widows more in number than the sand of the seas; I have brought against the mothers of young men a destroyer at noonday. I have made anguish and terror fall upon them suddenly. She who bore seven has grown feeble. She has fainted away. Her son went down while it was yet day. She has been shamed and disgraced. And the rest of them I will give to the sword before their enemies, declares the Lord. Jeremiah's Complaint Woe is me, my mother, that you bore me, a man of strife and contention, to the whole land. I have not lent, nor have I borrowed, yet all of them curse me. The Lord said, Have I not set you free for their good? Have I not pleaded for you before the enemy in the time of trouble and in the time of distress? Can one break iron, iron from the north, and bronze? Your wealth and your treasures I will give as spoil, without price, for all your sins, throughout all your territory. I will make you serve your enemies in a land that you do not know for in my anger a fire is kindled that shall burn for ever. O Lord, you know, remember me and visit me, and take vengeance for me on my persecutors. In your forbearance, take me not away. Know that for your sake I bear reproach. Your words were found, and I ate them. And your words became to me a joy and the delight of my heart, for I am called by your name, O Lord God of hosts. I did not sit in the company of revelers, nor did I rejoice. I sat alone, because your hand was upon me, for you had filled me with indignation. Why is my pain unceasing, my wound incurable, refusing to be healed? Will you be to me like a deceitful brook, like waters that fail? Therefore, thus says the Lord, if you return, I will restore you, and you shall stand before me. If you utter what is precious, and not what is worthless, you shall be as my mouth. They shall turn to you, but you shall not turn to them. And I will make you to this people a fortified wall of bronze. They will fight against you, but they shall not prevail over you, for I am with you to save you and deliver you, declares the Lord. I will deliver you out of the hand of the wicked, and redeem you from the grasp of the ruthless." Chapter 16 Famine, Sword, and Death The word of the Lord came to me, You shall not take a wife, nor shall you have sons or daughters in this place. For thus says the Lord concerning the sons and daughters who are born in this place, and concerning the mothers who bore them, and the fathers who fathered them in this land, They shall die of deadly diseases. They shall not be lamented, nor shall they be buried. They shall be as dung on the surface of the ground. They shall perish by the sword and by famine, and their dead bodies shall be food for the birds of the air and for the beasts of the earth. For thus says the Lord, Do not enter the house of mourning, or go to lament or to grieve for them, for I have taken away my peace from this people, my steadfast love and mercy, declares the Lord. Both great and small shall die in this land. They shall not be buried and no one shall lament for them, or cut himself, or make himself bald for them. No one shall break bread for the mourner to comfort him for the dead, nor shall any one give him the cup of consolation to drink for his father or his mother. You shall not go into the house of feasting to sit with them, to eat and drink. For thus says the Lord of hosts, the God of Israel, Behold, I will silence in this place, before your eyes and in your days, the voice of mirth, and the voice of gladness, the voice of the bridegroom, and the voice of the bride. And when you tell this people all these words, and they say to you, Why hath the Lord pronounced all this great evil against us? What is our iniquity? What is the sin that we have committed against the Lord our God? Then you shall say to them, Because your fathers have forsaken me, declares the Lord, and have gone after other gods, and have served and worshipped them, and have forsaken me, and have not kept my law, and because you have done worse than your fathers, for behold, every one of you follows his stubborn evil will, refusing to listen to me. Therefore I will hurl you out of this land, into a land that neither you nor your fathers have known, and there you shall serve other gods day and night, for I will show you no favor. Therefore, behold, the days are coming, declares the Lord, When it shall no longer be said, As the Lord lives who brought up the people of Israel out of the land of Egypt, but as the Lord lives who brought up the people of Israel out of the north country and out of all the countries where he had driven them. For I will bring them back to their own land that I gave to their fathers. And this concludes today's portion from the Old Testament from the book of Jeremiah. For the third time, the Lord says to Jeremiah, Do not pray for this people, Jeremiah 14, verse 11. He is letting Jeremiah know with certainty that judgment must inevitably fall upon his people. The opportunity to divert disaster through prayer has come to an end. Not even the prayers of Moses or Samuel could make a difference, chapter 15, verse 1. However, Jeremiah continues to plead for his people, acknowledging their wickedness and that their only hope is in the Lord, chapter 14, verse 20. The Lord explains that it is possible to persist in evil so persistently and resist opportunities to repent so thoroughly that God's offer to extend mercy must come to an end. God knows the future and recognizes that repentance is not forthcoming, despite God's merciful pleading and Jeremiah's intercessory prayers. This reminds us that there is a shelf-life on the offer of salvation, this is why the prophets, apostles, and we as ambassadors for Christ must remind people that now is the day of salvation. 2 Corinthians chapter 6, verse 2 We beg that people would be reconciled to God today. 2 Corinthians chapter 5, verse 20 The false prophets continue to assure the people of Judah that all is well. Then the Lord said to me, The prophets are prophesying falsehood in my name. I have neither sent them nor commanded them, nor spoken to them they are prophesying to you a false vision divination futility and the deception of their own minds jeremiah chapter 14 verse 14 the lord adds that the prophets will also experience the destruction which will be so severe incessant and widespread that there will be no opportunity given for respectful burial or for mourning chapter 16 verses 4 through 7 Jeremiah prays for himself, asking the Lord to remember him and vindicate him before his persecutors. He claims loyalty to God's word. Your words were found, and I ate them, and your words became for me a joy and the delight of my heart, for I have been called by your name, O Lord God of hosts. Jeremiah chapter 15, verse 16. He asked if he will be treated as those who despised God's law. The Lord replies that Jeremiah must not allow unworthy thoughts of God to diminish the effectiveness of his ministry. Therefore, thus says the Lord, If you return, then I will restore you. Before me you will stand, and if you extract the precious from the worthless, you will become my spokesman. They for their part may turn to you, but as for you, you must not turn to them then I will make you to this people a fortified wall of bronze, and though they fight against you, they will not prevail over you, for I am with you to save you and deliver you, declares the Lord. So I will deliver you from the hand of the wicked, and I will redeem you from the grasp of the violent. Jeremiah chapter 15, verses 19 through 21. In our own thought life, we must be sure to extract the true and precious from the worthless if we are to be his spokesperson therefore we must discerningly meditate upon his word for the word of god is living and active and sharper than any two-edged sword and piercing as far as the divisions of soul and spirit of both joints and marrow and able to judge the thoughts and intentions of the heart hebrews chapter 4 verse 12 Jeremiah must live out the story. The Lord forbids Jeremiah to marry and have children, considering the certain future where children will perish by sword and famine. When people ask, Why this disaster? the Lord commands Jeremiah to tell them Then you are to say to them, It is because your forefathers have forsaken me, declares the Lord, and have followed other gods, and served them, and bowed down to them. But me they have forsaken. And have not kept my law. Jeremiah chapter 16, verse 11. But he also commands him to share the plans to give generations to come a hope and a future. Therefore, behold, days are coming, declares the Lord, when it will no longer be said, As the Lord lives, who brought up the sons of Israel out of the land of Egypt, but As the Lord lives, who brought up the sons of Israel from the land of the north and from all the countries where he had banished them, for I will restore them to their own land, which I gave to their fathers. These scriptures remind us once again that God is not finished with Israel, but that a greater restoration in the future is in view. Now let's go to today's reading from the New Testament, Paul's first letter to the Thessalonians, chapter 2, verse 9, and we will read through to chapter 3 verse 13 for you remember brothers our labor and toil we worked night and day that we might not be a burden to any of you while we proclaimed to you the gospel of god you are witnesses and god also how holy and righteous and blameless was our conduct toward you believers for you know how like a father with his children we exhorted each one of you and encouraged you and charged you to walk in a manner worthy of God, who calls you into His own kingdom and glory. And we also thank God constantly for this, that when you received the word of God which you heard from us, you accepted it not as the word of men, but as what it really is, the word of God, which is at work in you believers. For you are our glory and joy. Chapter 3 Therefore, when we could bear it no longer, we were willing to be left behind at Athens alone, and we sent Timothy, our brother and God's co-worker, in the gospel of Christ, to establish and exhort you in your faith that no one be moved by these afflictions. For you yourselves know that we are destined for this. For when we were with you, we kept telling you beforehand that we were to suffer affliction, just as it has come to pass, and just as you know. For this reason, when I could bear it no longer, I sent to learn about your faith, for fear that somehow the tempter had tempted you, and our labor would be in vain. blameless in holiness before our God and Father at the coming of our Lord Jesus with all his saints. And this concludes our reading from the New Testament, from Paul's first letter to the Thessalonians. In our previous reading, we learned that Paul expressed maternal affections for the church at Thessalonica in chapter 2, verse 7. In chapter 2, verse 11, we read of his paternal affection, just as you know how we were exhorting and encouraging and imploring each one of you as a father would his own children so that you would walk in a manner worthy of the God who calls you into his own kingdom and glory. 1 Thessalonians chapter 2 verses 11 and 12. The Thessalonian church received the message that Paul brought to them as the word of God and not the word of men in chapter 2 verse 13 and the word effectually is at work in those who believe. Never underestimate the ministry of God's word. Just as Paul had been persecuted by the unbelieving religious authorities in Thessalonica, so did the church that he left behind. Paul reminds them that God will deal with their adversaries. Paul affirms that he would have visited the Thessalonians personally on an earlier occasion, but Satan hindered him. Chapter 2, verse 18. We are reminded that Satan opposes the progress of the gospel. He is not only a hinderer, but he is a tempter. In chapter 3, verse 5, yet Jesus encourages his servants to persist in faith, trusting him to make clear his provision for victory and the gospel's advance. Paul's sincere concern for the Thessalonians is evidenced by his sending Timothy to check up on them and we sent Timothy our brother and God's fellow worker in the gospel of Christ to strengthen and encourage you as to your faith 1 Thessalonians chapter 3 verse 2 Timothy's report of the Thessalonians faith brings Paul great joy he prays earnestly for an opportunity to see them again face to face and supply what is lacking in their faith the expression lacking in your faith is not to imply that the Thessalonians were suffering a deficiency in the ability to believe, but instead it recognizes that they had not yet reached full conformity to Christ. It is an affirmation that in the body of Christ, every member's ministry contributes to the overall upbuilding of the body of Christ, until we all attain to the unity of the faith, and of the knowledge of the Son of God, to a mature man, to the measure of the stature which belongs to the fullness of Christ." Ephesians chapter 4, verse 13. Do we pray to have daily opportunities to build up the body of Christ where we live? Here is a great prayer for every local church. And may the Lord cause you to increase and abound in love for one another and for all people, just as we also do for you, so that He may establish your hearts without blame in holiness before our God and Father at the coming of our Lord Jesus with all His saints. First Thessalonians chapter 3, verses 12 and 13. Now let's move on to the book of Psalms, and reading Psalm 80 today is Peter Healy. Psalm 80
1: Give ear, O shepherd of Israel, you who lead Joseph like a flock, you who are enthroned upon the cherubim. Shine forth before Ephraim and Benjamin and Manassas. Stir up your might and come to save us. RESTORE US, O GOD OF HOSTS, LET YOUR FACE SHINE, THAT WE MAY BE SAVED. YOU BROUGHT A VINE OUT OF EGYPT, YOU DROVE OUT THE NATIONS AND PLANTED IT, YOU CLEARED THE GROUND FOR IT, IT TOOK DEEP ROOT AND FILLED THE LAND, THE MOUNTAINS WERE COVERED WITH ITS SHADE, THE MIGHTY CEDARS WITH ITS BRANCHES, IT SENT OUT ITS BRANCHES TO THE SEA AND ITS SHOOTS TO THE RIVER, Why, then, have you broken down its walls, so that all who pass along the way pluck its fruit? The boar from the forest ravages it, and all that moves in the fields feed on it. Turn again, O God of hosts, look down from heaven and see, have regard for this vine, the stock that your right hand planted, and for the son whom you made strong for yourself. They have burned it with fire, they have cut it down. May they perish at the rebuke of your face. But let your hand be on the man of your right hand, the son of man whom you have made strong for yourself. Then we shall not turn back from you. Give us life, and we will call upon your name. Restore us, O Lord, God of hosts. Let your face shine, that we may be saved.
0: Thank you, Peter. The Lord is addressed as the Shepherd of Israel in Psalm 80, verse 1. The repeated prayer request is Restore us, O God, make your face to shine upon us that we may be saved in Psalm 80, verse 3, verse 7, and verse 19. And Return to us, O God in Psalm 80, verse 14. Israel proved to be a false or faithless vine in Psalm 80, verses 8 through 16. Jesus proves to be the true vine in John chapter 15 verse 1. The man at your right hand, the son of man that you have raised up for yourself in Psalm 80 verse 17. He is the one who lights up the face of God on our behalf. And now for our final stop on today's reading excursion, we go to the book of Proverbs chapter 25 and we will read verses 1 through 5. These also are Proverbs of Solomon which the men of Hezekiah king of Judah copied. It is the glory of God to conceal things, but the glory of kings is to search things out. As the heavens for height and the earth for depth, so the heart of kings is unsearchable. Take away the dross from the silver, and the smith has material for a vessel. Take away the wicked from the presence of the king, and his throne will be established in righteousness. I love the fact that God's glory is declared through the created universe, and we are called to seek it out and make daily discoveries. This is so applicable to the world of science, but how much more to the world of theology, knowing that the express image of God's glory is found in the person of His Son. There is so much to discover of God's glory as we look to Christ. We also understand, from the great span of creation, the height, breadth, and depths of the heavens and the earth that the heart of a man is unknowable, and that evil must be dealt with and removed like dross in order for righteousness to be established. If we are to take these proverbs at face value as advice to the ruling king, the emphasis is on making responsible decisions with as much knowledge as one can possibly glean. God's knowledge is without limit. Human knowledge is limited, but increasing. The proverb also highlights that in order for human rulers to rule with relative righteousness, they must dismiss poor counsel and unethical behavior. Now let's take some of what we have learned through our Bible reading before the Lord in prayer. Great God and Father, Your wisdom and glory are on display throughout the universe, and You encourage us to explore every marvel. You have revealed Yourself to us in the Scriptures. Like Jeremiah We delight in your word, feed on its power, and marvel in our daily discoveries of your truth. We rejoice that the light of your countenance falls upon us with favor due to all that your Son is on our behalf. We ask that we would be sensitive to the guidance of the Holy Spirit as we look for opportunities to minister to others the grace that we have received. May we be building up the body of Christ through sharing our portion today. In Jesus' name, Amen. It has been a blessing to be together today reading God's Word, and I trust that there is more for us in store tomorrow. As I like to remind you every day that if you have any questions or comments, you can always contact us at podcast at newlife.org. And if you would like to receive a daily email with a written copy of our commentary on each day's Bible reading, you can go to our website newlife.org. And there you can also learn about New Life Community Church and its many ministries. Make the most of every opportunity that God gives you today to share His love. And remember that in Christ, He has shielded you with His favor. Shalom.